Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of the Fantasy Underdogs podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. If you're into sports betting, BetOnline is where you should go to win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win the championship, BetOnline has the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to BetOnline and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And now, the Fantasy Underdogs Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Fantasy Underdogs Podcast, Believe, uh, presented by Believe Podcast Network and also betonline.ag. Happy Monday, ladies. How are you? Hanging in there. It's been a while. You guys are on your, your vacays. Kaylee's down in the island of Morata, and uh, Jordan's uh, doing disco dancing in Atlantic City. Yes, so. this is true. Boogie yeah. night. Logan Knights. That was a great movie, by the way. So Chip is uh, Chip is an old man today. He's uh, he's resting his fantasy soul. He will not be joining us. Uh, We have a great show to go into today. Some impressions about week two. We've got some risers and fallers in the draft board. We've got some rookie impressions today. We also got some red flags to throw up in the air because we've got some things to go into. So let's go into it first. Week two of the preseason is full effect. Happened last week. I saw a lot of games this past weekend. I know I did. So let's get some impressions of week two. What did we saw that kind of really stuck out to us the most? Ladies, what what did really stick out to you? Quarterbacks. We finally saw yeah. new quarterbacks in their new system. And interesting because we saw a mix of guys that we know are going to start from day one. So we saw kind of what those systems are going to look like or what support they'll have going into the season. And then we saw some guys that aren't expected to start week one and maybe in the Bears case might come sooner than expected but but you know it it was interesting to see how those quarterbacks were fitting in their system who impressed who um who their targets were and who they've already made connections with and I think that's something that you know you can talk about in practice and in camp but until you get onto the field in a game situation it's really hard to identify those connections and those schemes so it was kind of fun to watch those quarterbacks really get out there for the first time in game situations so I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, this is definitely the year of the quarterback and not only veteran quarterbacks that have got moved around, but with rookies as well. This was just such an impressive draft class. So definitely had my eye on a lot of them. I think the one who I was focusing on the most this weekend was Tua, just because he's someone that I am still sold on and a lot of people already bought out after one year. You were disappointed. I, I'm still not sold on Tua. Like, okay. this is pre, it's preseason. Like, okay, you, you're good against second and third stringers. That's great. Yeah, no, I I saw a lot that <clears throat> there's still there's still work to be done. And I, but I think having him as their permanent starter 
now knowing that they don't have Ryan Fitzpatrick to fall back on, we'll start putting that in the right direction. But, you know, definitely focusing on quarterbacks right now. I'm going to give you two, a few names, and okay. we'll go through them and see who who's going to really have a have a great career this have a, have a good start this year, like in their their year one. Who's going to really not? Who's really going to struggle? And who's kind of really going to be? Will pretty much be on the bench the whole season. Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, those three. Okay, uh, Trey Lance, I don't think is going to see the field as much um, this season. I think Justin Fields is going to start. I think just a few more performances like that or even close to that in preseason, he will probably you, – you would be hard-pressed to sell anyone in that fan base that you're not going to start him week one at this point. Um, and Trevor Lawrence, I think, is going to struggle, but has no real option <laughs> to not struggle. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, I mean, we saw him struggle. We saw him look like a rookie, and I think yeah. that was kind of tough because of all the hype around him, but it really isn't him. I know, Kaylee, we've talked about this a lot. Like, he's coming into an organization that isn't set up right now for him to come out and just be a star. Like, they are still in that rebuild period. Period. Kaylee knows that more than anyone. But so, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, I think it is going to be a little shaky. Trey Lance... I am, and I'll get more on him a little bit later in the show when we move into one of the other topics, but I think we might see more of Trey Lance than we're expecting. Um, I was very impressed, and he's someone that I was very hype about, so I'm glad it's looking like it's going in that direction. And Justin Fields, beyond incredible. Obviously, rookie mistakes, but the fundamentals of what we saw were so strong, and if you can do that, in your first preseason game, it's only going to go up from here. Do not start Andy Dalton week one. Chicago. That's your, Q, that's your QB1, though, for the Chicago Bears. That's QB1. Come on now. You can't, it can't be. Yeah, no. That is so wrong. That's no, criminal. I'm, I'm in agreement with both of you. I loved what I saw out of Trey Lance. And honestly, Jimmy G should be maybe shaking. Shake, shake, shaking in his boots a little bit. How I was really impressed with – it was funny how he – you guys are probably going to crucify me for saying this. Lance looked like Kaepernick when Kaepernick first came in the league. Like, I can crucify you for that, yeah. Okay, he looked yeah. like it was so weird seeing him on. It was it was so watching that game and seeing how he played. I was like, is that Kaepernick? That looks like Colin Kaepernick on the field. And and when they when they had a, a quarterback like Kaepernick, they had great success when Harbaugh was there and when Kaepernick was their QB. And that's what Trey Lance really reminds me of. And if I and, and me and Chip talked about this on the show last week, you know, if the 49ers ever wanted to pull a trigger and maybe trade Jimmy G, he could like go down to Houston and then the 49ers could maybe get some stuff back from from Houston, which you know Houston's really in a mess right now. But I loved what I saw out of Justin Fields. He needs to be. I agree with you as well. The QB one. That is your future. The Chicago Bears got a steal in the draft when they drafted him. Now, obviously, we've we've seen only a sample size of the first two weeks, but from what I've seen so far, he's really poised in that pocket. Yes, rookie mistakes, you know, but they're going to happen. Mm -hmm. But you know, if, if you're going to have any kind of success with that team, which I think he's going to be great at quarterback in the Chicago, he, you got to start Justin Fields, and the Red Rocket can be your mentor, being your backup for the rest of the way. But I, I think Fields is your guy. Fields is your guy going forward uh, into this this season so far. So I I, I love the, those picks out of what you guys just said because I think those two guys 
really are are the future of those franchises. And, and if San Francisco, I think they should pull a trigger on a Jimmy G trade. Honestly, the, the, I, I, I would see Jimmy G maybe going five, six games and then Trey Lance taking over. I am so out on this. No. <laughs> no. I That's what Yeah, Fine. I'm not. It's not that I'm not sold on him. I'm just not sold. Like, I fully I fully understand now after watching one game why they are so hard set on we are keeping Jimmy Garoppolo. He is our guy. Let's give this whole thing time to shake out. And I think it was 100% the right decision because I think you had big moments, right? He's a super athletic guy, Trey Lance. Like, he has that mobility. He has the flashiness that you want. But when it comes to fundamental football and technique, it's just not there. And it, and there were so many moments where you saw that exposed. And to be fair, like receivers dropping balls, like not everyone was on point in the ter- in the sense of making him look good, but there were so many opportunities for him that he was responsible for kind of screwing up. And like, you're a rookie. It's preseason week one, all good, or week one for you, all good. But um, but yeah, I think when you look at his fundamentals and you put him up against guys like Justin Fields, even guys like Mac Jones and even Trevor Lawrence, even though he didn't have the brightest moment in week one for him, I think you see that those fundamentals there, they are game managers. They're guys who can be in the pocket. They can be poised. They can make decisions and they can make good decisions in the moment. I don't see Trey Lance as that guy yet. It doesn't mean he won't be. But I right. think he brings athleticism, not fundamentals. And until he has that, it's going to be really tough to convince them to make him the starter, especially in that division this year. Like, that's a really tough time to make that move. Over Okay, so over under how many games does Jimmy G go before he gets replaced? I'm saying six. I'm saying six games and then yeah. Lance steps in. I'm saying, yeah, I'm in the six or seven range. Yeah. I'm going to go eight or nine. Okay. okay. I'd say I'm right in between both of you on this because I do think they should still keep Jimmy for one more year because I do think, like Kaylee was saying, Trey Lance does need that guidance. Like, he still needs a veteran presence. So I don't think it would be smart for them to just ship Jimmy off now. But I I really think Trey Lance is the future. Like, I don't think there's a – earlier yeah. before – I thought there was a chance for Jimmy to come in and kind of reinvent his name a little bit. And that's not completely off the table. There's a very long season ahead of us, but I do think Trey Lance belongs in this organization. What'd you guys think of uh, Mac Jones? Definitely looked the part of the Patriots QB of the future. Like yeah. Him. Yeah. They were pumped for him, which I <clears> think <throat> yeah. because like he looks exactly <laughs> like every vanilla dude that they like to see. Right? Like he is the epitome of like a Patriots quarterback, which is why I called that going into the draft because I could not envision him in any other uniform. And it's really hard to picture he didn't want to be in any other uniform either, <laughs> yeah. apparently. Yeah. Um, so I but I think it's good because <clears throat> they have a good rapport in that locker room, from what I can tell from the outside. So I think that'll really help him. But yeah, I don't know how much it would be worth putting him in this season too much. Like maybe if you get later in the season and your playoff hopes are kind of gone, then maybe play around with him. But I don't know. Like I wasn't – I really enjoy him. I really liked the confidence he brought, but I just wasn't that overall impressed with him enough to be like, yeah, take Cam Newton out, right? Because I think they have pieces that are going to play to Cam Newton's strengths a little bit more 
And they spent a lot of money in the offseason to do that exact thing without knowing really who was going to come in um, as a backup. So, you know, I think, I don't know. I, he hasn't sold me as a number one guy yet. I'm there with you. I, Out of all the rookies coming out, he's going to be the one that's going to sit the whole year and play next yeah. year. Yeah. Because Cam's going to be, he's going to have a full season under his belt with jo- the Josh McDaniels offense. Hopefully he doesn't get COVID again. I think he, he's going to adjust really well. Obviously, I mean, he he ran for a ton of touchdowns last year, but the arm strength is, you know, it's it's slowly not there anymore. But I wouldn't start Mac Jones that this year at all. I would, if like Jordan, like you said, maybe later on this season, if, if you have to put him in, I would do that. But I don't, you have Cam Newton. I mean, yeah. Cam, Cam Newton's not like he was, but he's still Cam Newton. He's still a capable right. quarterback of giving and, you at least 10 wins in that division. And this is a whole different team around him. Like, yes, he struggled last season, right. with, but he really didn't have anybody there for him. Now, right. they have, like, they've done everything they can to put a good team around him to give him the Oof. best options that he can. Your boy from the Philly oh. pod disagrees with you. Week four. <sighs> I have to disagree. I think we all disagree on that. Yeah, I think Cam, I'm seeing a lot of Cam, and I'm I'm rooting for Cam. I want Cam to have a good season. How many times can I say Cam in one sentence? Uh, Ten. Ten, yeah. I think. Take a shot every time Jordan uh, says the word Cam. Yeah. (laughs) You will black out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's let's move on to to red flags uh of of week two what have we seen that have really you're throwing that red flag up that's really you're kind of cautious on everything for those teams or players that are just yeah, kicking the can is, right now this is where i was really gonna dive into the whole <clears throat> jimmy g trey lance thing because i think right there and it's a red flag for jimmy who hasn't even really done anything yet and it's kind of just him sitting there like realizing that your team went out, they drafted this guy, they're unsure of you, and he's proving to be able – I mean, he's not there yet, but he has the potential to live up to everything that they wanted. So I do think he should be nervous, and I think it's smart for them to start kind of moving in that direction as well. But, um, yeah, I think Jamie G's time in San Fran is almost up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, just, yeah, just wait was, until I start talking about Miles Sanders uh, for this for this show. So <laughs> I don't well, want to do that. <laughs> well, I'm go- trust me, I'm going to. Uh, red red Never flag. draft an eagle. Ever. A red a red flag for me would be uh, you know Tim Tebow just <laughs> floundering at the position of tight end by just man missing blocks. I don't. Would you, Kaylee, would you even call that a block? Was it a block and a half? They're not blocks. They're not okay. blocks. Just, this I, is, had... I have <laughs> I have Tim Tebow. We had uh, what didn't shock us about this week, <laughs> and I just have in like all caps like Tim Tebow. Nothing about that situation <laughs> shocked me at all. Like everyone's like, oh yeah, he's gonna come in and maybe he'll like play some wildcat and he'll get in the QB position under center at some point this season. No, he's not a good player anymore. He never was a good pro player. Let's go there. No, but he is just not. He's old. Like, he's old, he's coming back in, he's had a lot of time off, and I, I'm so happy. I've never been happier to hear from our coaching staff than when Jarrett Bell said, this is going to be a long uphill battle for him to make 53. And I've never been happier, because no shit. I mean, come on. Like, he's useless, he's bad at blocking, he can't get open, so you can't play offense, you can't block, you can't 
play in 12. You can't play in 11 personnel. So what are you going to do? Right. Like, he had, you, no, he was, he was wide open for one throw, but somebody else caught the ball. That's he had like one wide open where he could, he was like, give me the ball. And I think whoever was cubing at the time just didn't even throw it to him. So Tim Tebow has a playoff win. Blake Bortles has a lot of playoff wins. <laughs> so if we want to go there, I don't know that that necessarily means anything, but, but yeah, I just, I, I, if he makes 53, I'm not, I'm done. I'm done. I'm glad that our, our absentee host uh, today brought that up. The Saints QB situation yeah. is a huge yeah. red flag. Uh, yes, over the weekend, uh, famous Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill threw picks and turnovers galore. Yeah. Sean Payton still he was really mum about that whole situation and really saying, I'm not even going to talk about the quarterback situation right now. How much of a mess is the situation in New Orleans right now about who are they going to start at all at the QB position in New Orleans? It's such a big question mark. And before preseason, I was like, all right, they're sitting in a good position. These are both decent guys. You let them fight it out, and then you decide for week one. After what we've seen, I don't think it's going to be that simple at all. And at this point, I feel like the Saints should aim for zero wins this season. And just draft really well because it's not looking great. I'm I'm happy. I'm so glad. That's a great posi- p- prediction too. As well as a, as a person that has a team in the NFC South, I'm okay with that. Now yeah, I heard I Michael Thomas. Like Michael Thomas and Sean Payton did kiss and make up too. I guess they came to an agreement on everything. Yeah. So he's apparently going to be back with the team. Um, looking at this quarterback situation from that, and we, we all know Jameis. We all know his strengths. We all know his very big weaknesses. Now, obviously, he's in a brand new system with a brand new team. That, if I'm Sean Payton, I'm looking at a dartboard right now, and I'm just going to throw a dart to see who I start with. If it keeps getting this bad and worse throughout preseason, because I mean, if if you're still at a, it's like getting a, worse. Yeah, if you're at a standstill, like you're in a stalemate, and looking at these two, going, I have no, I have no clue who to start. Like that's that's huge. That's a huge. Huge red flag because you. I mean, now you can say, "Well, you know what? I can do the whole starting two quarterbacks thing, like a lot of teams used to do in college." But that's just it's not gonna it's not gonna help anything with that team. And they they have talent, but it's just now at the quarterback position, you're just a huge question mark. Yeah, so I think I, I, just, I feel like I'm a little more clear though. I here's are you? Yeah, because here's the thing: I don't trust Taysom Hill to get it in the end zone, right? Now, not only do I not trust him to get it in the end zone, now he's throwing turnovers, right? So you can't have both of those things. The thing that Jabez does well while getting turnovers and while losing the ball is put it in the end zone. And he's yeah. always been like that. College, even pro, like he's got weaknesses. You're taking four steps back, but he's putting, you know, four to five steps forward, right? And that's just always been his style. You're not going to get him out of it. He's in his mid to late 20s at this point. It's not happening. But you can embrace that and scheme for it and plan for it and put systems in place that limit that as much as possible. Now, with Taysom Hill, if you can't get the ball in the end zone and lead touchdown drives, what are you going to do? Because that's a very different situation. Now, not only are you playing a very sloppy, mistake-heavy game, but now you're also not scoring. So that's kind of what worries me about Taysom Hill is I totally see – his strengths coming in, in that wildcat coming in for trick plays, just coming in here and there as needed as situational quarterback. But I don't 
know that I trust him to lead this team. And I don't not saying I trust Jameis Winston, but at least Jameis Winston had touchdown drives, right? And like he put it in the end zone. He had five possessions, got two touchdowns. And at the end of the day, like those are numbers that you want to see in a game. And so I I'm I don't know what the score or what the outcome would have looked like had Winston started and finished that game as it as if it were like a regular season situation. I don't know. But I think the, the part that made it really hard to digest, especially for Sean Payton, was the fact that both quarterbacks turned over the ball and that the mistakes felt so heavy because they just continued over and over and over again in a way that they couldn't manage because you're switching guys around, you're, you're testing guys out, you're moving between first team, second team, third team. So that's not really a regular season situation. So yep. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just, I don't see these guys as even. And I think it's not a good situation, but at the end of the day, I, I just one, – one player can score and the other can't. I mean, Sean Payne kind of knew I, – I would hope he kind of knew already what he was getting into by bringing Jameis over to the team. Yeah. I mean, you, you yeah. played him five years, in, you know, five years in the NFC South, so you know the type of quarterback he is. I mean, coaches all day have been trying to fix this kid since college about his turnover problem, and it's, it's you know, still not fixable, but – Kaylee, you're right. I mean, he is a he is a he can chuck the ball. He is a gun slinging quarterback, and his main issue is he tries to do too much when he's you know pressured in the pocket and he tries to roll out. He tries to do too much, and that's still a problem. Even with the LASIK, that he obviously can hopefully I guess see better, but that's that's the type of quarterback you're getting. I mean, you knew that going into this. Okay, we're gonna try and fix him with his turnover problem, but it may not work. But He's able to throw it a lot. He's able to chuck it in the end zone, unlike Taysom Hill, who's more like, you know, like you said, a wildcat quarterback. Yeah, I think Jameis is definitely the more stable. It might not – I don't think they have a best option right now. I think they (laughs) are in a very tough position. But I think Jameis is the safest. I think it's the smartest route to go because – he knows what he's doing in the position. Taysom, he's been saying for years that he wants this, he wants this, but he's more of that trick play guy. He's someone you throw him wherever on offense and he's there when you need him. He's not someone that I feel comfortable with, with the trust of the entire offense, putting the team on your back. I just don't see it. And I was hoping it would be more of a competition, but it's just not looking great. I can agree with that. Are there any standout moments from week two? Like good moments? Good moments, yeah. We don't want any more of this uh, red flag crappy stuff. Unless you want to talk uh, about no, we want some positive. Yeah, we want some positivity. I really enjoyed watching Dwayne Haskins. I think that is yes. a much better place for him. I think it's a place where I'm not saying he's like the future of that franchise. As we know that's probably going to be a conversation happening soon, but – I think it was fun to watch him. I think that's a better place for him to grow as a quarterback with players that can support him in the way that he needs that support right now. Um, so I, I really liked watching him. I thought it was fun to watch. And I hope that continues for him because it would be a shame for him to like have a tenure there that ended similarly to Washington. I have I have a bright side, and this will be in Philly. Um, our Shocker. Round Shocker. 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 Um, our sixth <laughs> round receiver going into his second year, Watkins. He got so much hype from practices and training camp. And I was like, all right, like Eagles fans tend to do this. We get hype about someone. It never lives up to it. But he 
lived up to it. And I'm very excited to see him. And just because our wide receiver core has been so, so terrible for so long, it's been like our biggest hole. And now we did the right thing. We drafted up for Smith, who's still dealing with an injury, but officially day to day. And now you have this breakout and walk-ins. It makes me feel better. It really excites me. And I'm cherishing it for right now. Jordan, did you like invite all of Philly into the chat? Because it's just (laughs) Philly guys that are in the chat room right now. Yeah. I mean, it's a Philly mafia. I guess so. Uh, I have, it's a feel good moment. I don't know if obviously this kid was basically on the streets. Uh, he signed with the lions on Thursday, Craig Reynolds. He's a running back, uh, signed with them on Thursday and then scored a touchdown on Friday. And basically when he was in the huddle, he was introducing himself to all of his new teammates and coaches. And they're all like, who the hell is this guy? So that's a feel good, feel good moment. This guy could, Maybe make the team, maybe make the roster. Uh, that that was a feel good moment. That's some positivity right there. And then, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, this is a good segue. You know, the rookies that have really impressed, besides the quarterbacks, is uh, Buccaneers linebacker Joe Tryon, who just leveled uh, the Bengals quarterback. And but it was even a, a bullshit call. I don't know why they called that. Uh, no, <clears throat> call that on on him. But he just leveled that uh, quarterback. And what a, a debut for Joe Tryon for the Bucks. Uh, bright spot for him. I mean, he's going to be the kid has been learning from the, the greatest linebacking core right now in the league right now. So uh, exciting to see him. So that was a, uh, some good moments. That was a rookie impressing me. What about you guys? Some rookies that are impressing you. Patrick certain really good. Not surprising. Cause I think we were had high hopes for him. The hype was real, um, but he was everywhere. And if you, if you didn't know he was a rookie, there was, there'd be no way you could tell, right? Because he, just seemed effortless. Everything he did seemed effortless. 30-yard pick six, which is really impressive regardless of it being a preseason game or not, especially in your first game. So I really liked what he was doing. I think he is going to be a real big bright spot for them. Um, and I think it's like funny because I was like, wow, I bet, I bet they're kicking themselves watching Justin Fields play, which I'm sure they are. But, you know, like, their quarterback situation didn't look as hopeless as I think people thought it would look coming out in week one. And then you have Patrick Sertain doing everything he was doing. So uh, they did not look terrible. So I think that's a real bright spot for them and maybe give some hope to what seemed like a real hopeless situation. <laughs> Come on, <Me>? Chip. <laughs> well, I was about to say Micah Parsons too, because me and Chip must be on the same wavelength as <laughs> He looked he looked fantastic out in the field, and then yeah. uh, his his uh, debut in Hard Knocks was pretty funny too as well, yeah. which uh, uh, I'll be watching tonight. And uh, Jerry Jones still creeps me out as like a two hundred year old man. <laughs> He's I, never gonna die. No, and I after watching the episode episode one, I was like, dude, he looks like he's about to like keel over. That's how old he is now. Like he looks like he looks like silly putty that got melted in the sun. <laughs> And then he's just like the, the crotchy old man just like putting salt on his breakfast sandwich. It was just weird. Yeah, you know what no, I respect him though? Because the amount of money he has, he could probably look flawless if he wanted to. Like pump he's himself. He's choosing not to. Yeah. He's choosing not to. Like he could pump his veins with like formaldehyde or something and preserve his <laughs> entire body, but he just like doesn't do it. He's like, I'm embracing it. <laughs> oh my God. No, but the rookie that I'm, and I'm not alone on this, Najee Harris Steelers did exactly what they had to do with him. He is already, I can't, sorry. Um, He (laughs) is already playing like a veteran. And that was 
they need to rely on him and he's coming in and stepping in and stepping up and doing exactly what he has to do to fill that role. So I was hype on him in the draft. I'm glad to see him living up to all those expectations and definitely someone fantasy wise. I would want on my team. Didn't you draft him in our, like our mock draft a few yes. weeks ago? Yeah. Yes. You stole him from and Justin Herbert from me. Well, <laughs> come on. You know, I was going to steal Justin Herbert. I That's know. a given. I'm I know he grab Justin Herbert way too early just because he's Justin Herbert. And he has his uh, his long locks back, too. Yeah, he's thank God. Here. I want to French he's... braid them. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's oh a goal of mine. <laughs> well, if you maybe want to be the creeper on Instagram and maybe Twitter, maybe, maybe say that. I want to braid your hair. I want to so. braid your hair, Justin Herbert. <laughs> All right, let's let's go into <laughs> some fantasy football talk. We've been doing mock drafts like crazy. I know Chip and I have been just mocking left and right. Girls, I know you guys have been mocking too. Um, let's let's do some some moving down the draft board because there's a lot of veteran players who who aren't who have some caution tape around them, have some red flags too as well. Uh, people we should maybe avoid drafting early or in the middle rounds or maybe maybe not even all. Who are the veterans and or rookies we should that are moving down the draft board in your mock draft so far DeAndre Swift oh that's a good one yeah <clears throat> who are you gonna good say one. I was gonna say James White <clears throat> yeah say James White I just think obviously Ramondre Ramondre Stevenson huge performance and it puts a question mark on whether he's going to kind of break into that top two. I think Damian Harris is kind of a lock and I really liked what he did. And I just think White's role is going to be a little stale for them this year. So they're going to need some more players that are going to make big moves, be a little flashier. And so I see James White, you know, stock falling a little bit. I feel bad to say that because I love him, but I just think the room's too crowded and I don't know that he is going to get the job done. Well, I think we're going to go all know where we're going with it with mine. Uh, Miles Sanders. Um, mm-hmm. uh, oh. Avoid, avoid, avoid yeah. him uh, a lot in the drafts. Uh, I, I got burned by Miles Sanders last year, and I will not be burned by him again. Um, and plus, I, I just the Phillies offense to me is is like a work in progress. I think still, I, I, I just don't see it being a high powered offense like it is, and with. Miles Sanders, I don't trust him. I mean, I know you guys have like deep pockets when it comes to running backs, but I just, Miles Sanders to me burned a lot of people last year. So he's falling down a lot, even with, you know, your new quarterback in there, which, you know, there's still question marks with him as well. Another guy is Melvin Gordon, who was. Wait, hold on. Yes. Can I hear your opinions on Jalen Hurts? I don't trust, I don't trust Jalen Hurts. I don't, I just, I just don't, I don't, I was not impressed. Jalen Hurts. I don't want him. Yeah. In That's my I, thing. Is I, look, I not, like him. I'm looking for him, but I don't want him as a fantasy quarterback. Yeah. Gonna... I, either do okay. I. I. I wouldn't even want him as a backup. He's a guy I would probably take on a flyer for, a, like, a, like, hey, I need to pick up a QB, and maybe if he has a bad matchup, I'm not. I just see. I am. I'm still as a fantasy QB. I think he's safer as a backup right now in his first year with the team, but. We saw him move. We know Mm -hmm. that's what he can do. And now he's throwing it up the middle. He's working on everything that he had issues with last season. This might be me being overtly optimistic because I'm trying to remain remain positive, but I like what I saw. Okay. 
I'll right. give you the I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, Thank but I'm you. not drafting right. any. I'm not I'm not drafting any Eagles players at all. And now I guess of the, go ahead. You can have a really terrible team. <laughs> I, even I think even Dallas Goddard stock is going down because they're they're pushing they're, out Zach yeah. Ertz out there because he makes too much money and they want to trade him maybe in the offseason or during yeah. the season. So yeah. Dallas Goddard is another guy that's you know you're a fiance. Uh as I was saying, Mel, Melvin Gordon did pretty good last year in his new team with the Denver Broncos, but Javante Williams from from North Carolina has really kind of stepped in and really kind of shown out a little bit. So Gordon's actually falling behind him in a lot of mock drafts. So Melvin Gordon's uh, another guy I have um, kind of shooting down the the draft board. So I, if you're the, the Broncos running back situation is kind of a conundrum right now because you could you, you could go with either or you could go with Gordon or go with Williams who may start over Gordon. But Melvin Gordon's—he's a pretty good back. We saw him what he can do in in Los Angeles with the Chargers before he got before he sat out. But Javante Williams has, has really been impressing a lot of people. And then, uh, of course, any kind of any any wide receiver to me on the Baltimore Ravens, I you're not you're not drafting. I'm not drafting any one of those guys, especially Hollywood Brown, who oh, is it, yeah. has not lived up to any any one of his expectations coming out of the draft. So I would I would just avoid any Ravens. Wide receiver, maybe get Bateman when he comes back in like week seven. But I'm, I'm also just... dropping on Amari Cooper too, just because okay. we've seen CD Lamb, especially like we know yep. how good he is, and we see him getting better and better. And they just have so many offensive targets as is. I just think it's going to be hard to get the reps to be a wide receiver one or someone I would draft really early. Yeah. Speaking of hard knocks, are you guys going to watch that episode two tonight? Maybe, Maybe tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> not, look, I'm not in a rush, okay? It's just, I get it. There's some interesting guys. I just, <laughs> it's I, so I don't care weird. about the Cowboys. Like, I don't. And that's I what it is. I love Hard Knocks. And Hard Knocks, it always gets me so hyped for the season. It, like, motivates me. But when I have to sit there and watch the Cowboys, I'm like, I don't want to get hype for you. Like, I was like, I, I just literally can't do this. I have a confession to make. I watched... I fell asleep during episode one and had to watch the rest of the next day because it was kind of boring watching the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. Because just, of the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I, I, I tried to get through the first 20 minutes. I'm like, God, this is so boring. Like this is the first hard knocks where I'm just bored out of my damn mind. I get, I'm like, I have to watch this tomorrow. I cannot watch this show. It's so stupid. I, I get the Yeah. Like I get oh, the, yeah, they t- the amount of dumb, like, rules that are so arbitrary around who gets picked for this hard knocks it, it's just wild because the amount of teams that are in situations that eliminate them from being eligible that would be so interesting to watch like even just like low-key teams that got some talent or quarterback switched around like there's just been so much movement that that's really just the last team i want to watch it's like okay we get it like you haven't been that great but at the same time it's like you you're not a i mean you're just still the Cowboys, right? Like you're not yes. this terrible team that's <laughs> suffered for the longest. Like you haven't been great in a long time. You haven't won a Super Bowl in a, since before I was freaking born. But but they're America's this- team, Kaylee. They're America's no, right. team. The Bills. The Bills, the Bills are America's are team. team. True. <laughs> but I just there's so many other teams where I'm like that have been bad for a long time and got exciting new players, and I'm like that would be so much more interesting to watch. But Dude, you're gonna tell me the Cardinals are eligible and you picked I, the Cowboys? Right. Like, how do you do that? And I will give them this. They're coming off of two 
hard years. The Raiders hard knocks with Antonio Brown was outstanding. That was pure entertainment. And then you had last year with the Chargers and the Rams in the middle of COVID, which was super interesting. So now when you just kind of have like a normal hard knocks again and you're the Cowboys, it's like you have a lot against you. But oh. Whatever. It's too bad they couldn't get one of the teams that had like a lot of drama going on in the offseason, like the Packers or the Texans, yeah. like all those drama field teams where you Even know the Aaron Saints Ru- could be interesting. Their first year yeah. without Drew Brees, true. Quarterback competition, yeah. That would have been really interesting. I mean, but... they could always do the Bucks again. You know, the Super Bowl champs. Bucks. Yeah. The Bucks were great, and my favorite mm-hmm. thing about that year is because it was heading into <laughs> 2017, and remember there was a joint practice week in Jacksonville. And Big old the fight. The most shit about the Jaguars, and that's the year that we were like four points away from the Super Bowl, and you guys did absolutely nothing. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, but who's got a who's got a Lombardi trophy, Kaylee? Who's who's got a Lombardi trophy? <laughs> well, it was just funny that year because I'm like, and <laughs> just that year. And a lot of the people that were on that team did not contribute to the Lombardi trophy. Let's just be clear about that. Without all okay. of the new people this year, you wouldn't have a Lombardi. So no, I I hey, listen. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna but it was, you that was that was one of my favorite hard knocks years because of that alone. But also it was pretty interesting. Like it was a good mix of personalities, and I just feel like the the Cowboys just don't have that. Like they don't have all of the lovable characters. Like they've got They're some guys that, like are interested. Yeah, you're interested in some of them, but like I mean, ever like there's just so many teams over the past like five or six years of hard knocks where you like fall in love with guys and you're rooting for them so hard, and then it's just like. This year is so bland. Yeah. I do love Dak, though, as much as it kills love me. Him. I love, love him. him. He love is him. just an angel. He is. is there, with what's going on with his shoulder, they haven't really commented on that. I know they just, Adam Schefter just tweeted out something where they're going to kind of ease him back into it. Could there be a chance that Dak has really done something to his shoulder and that's, he's going to be maybe shut down? Because I know the they brought in two, they brought in the, they brought in pitching specialists from the Yankees and the Rangers. And the Ranger specialist said to shut him down. To me, that's that's a huge like caution. I mean, if, yeah. if a pitching coach from a major league team is saying shut your guy down because his throwing motion is really not good, I, I'm that's a to me. If I'm Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones, I'm going shit. I yeah. what do we do now? You know what I mean? I think they play this as as safe as possible especially considering i mean you're in the nfc east so like you never even know what's going to happen anyway like it's so easy to come in and take this division if you just put in a little tiny bit of effort (laughs) so but i think with how much really though it's true um, (laughs) with how much they just paid him and what they did to keep him there with the contract I think you play this as safe as possible. There's no need to rush him. Absolutely yeah. no need. You play this safe. You let him get as healthy, cl- as close to 100% as he can. There is no reason to put any rush on it at all. And I do think it is going to be a little bit more serious. And I think it might linger longer than the way they kind of first, oh, it's just a short, short soldier. Short, oh, my God. Am I okay? Sure. Sore sh- shoulder. I know that is a really bad tongue twister. <laughs> Sore shoulder, just because they, he was rehabbing his foot for so long, and you're like, all right, that makes sense. I do think there's more into it than they're leading on. So hold them, hold them for as long as you possibly can, because you don't want long term damage 
he's got he's got to get his mojo back according to mike Mar mike mccarthy he's got to get his mojo back he'll be fine mike he's McCarthy. dak like i have no fear that once he's back i don't think he's gonna pull a carson wentz like he has that mental ability where he can come back healthy and be like i am ready now like it's yeah. not gonna stay with him the way it did with wentz i fully believe that so i, I think it's they too sorry it's good too no you're good you mentioned it. They have a terrible division. No offense. Yeah. And no, it's, it's fine. It's, it's, the least. <laughs> it's the easiest division to maintain for a while, right? Like you don't have to rush it in the beginning of the season. You've got an extra week of regular season. This division can come down to the wire and probably will come down to the wire just like it did last last season for the most part. It is going to be week to week. And you've got two backup quarterbacks that – they're not starter quality guys, but they are guys that have been in this system. They're guys that mm -hmm. played last year. Like we saw Gary Gilbert. We saw Ben DiNucci. Like, yeah, DiNucci. of course, we, brought in, <laughs> we saw like him. you saw them bring Andy Dalton in. But at the same time, it's like these guys have been in that system. They've they've practiced these scenarios. They're probably preparing for it way more than the Cowboys are letting on. And so I think they have one of the best situations to really let him come back when he's ready on his own schedule, when he's a hundred percent, because these guys can maintain in the meantime. And, and again, like you've got seven games that are just kind of like, you know, like, yeah, I mean, like, of course like that Washington defense is not going to be easy, but at the same time you can get through it, right? Like you've got enough for a run game. You've got enough to sustain, like you can cut your playbook down and still trust your offensive weapons to get the job done. Now their defense is a whole nother story, but but their offense is is good, right? Like I think I think they'll be okay. And I think in any other division, you're out for the count if he misses a few weeks. But I think luckily for the NFC East, that's not really the case. So. I'd be scared going against that Washington defense, man. I was going to say even if Dak is healthy, Washington scares me the most in this division. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I would be scared of if I was any team, right? Because I and Cam Newton was like. Did you hear what he said about like Chase Young? They were like, oh, like we, uh, he's not that big or whatever. And he's like, I'm just joking. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's monster. terrifying. Yeah. Him and Montez terrifying. Sweat coming at you. I don't want to. Yeah. Nope. nope. It's not a defense you want to be on the other side of, regardless of who you are. But, and I agree. That's why I'm a little, I'm a, could make a playoff run. Like, I, I think Washington is the, even with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, I think they are on that level, especially, too, with the quarterback rotation that they have. Like, they yeah. have guys, if Ryan Fitzpatrick's getting a little, like, uneasy, we saw what Heineke could do in the playoffs. He put Tom – like, he was the only quarterback in the playoffs that gave the Bucks and Tom Brady a run for their money. So, you yeah. have him to throw in there. You also got Kyle Allen, who's not a bad quarterback. Like, they have the rotation to kind of make this work, and they have defense wins championships. They have the defense to hold it together. I, Washington is a solid team moving in a better direction year after year. So yeah. I'll give them that. That's one matchup I'm not looking forward to. I think that's week 14 against the Redskins. Like, I, yeah. Wait, I know. Yeah. Football yeah. Team. I don't, that's, it's not, I, I, if I was a betting man, I would, I would bet on the, the Washington football team to win that game just because yeah, of what yeah. they can do on defense. And, you know, Tom Brady's no spring chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I would have preferred it to happen last year, but no, 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 no. It doesn't happen. No, it doesn't have to happen last year. I'm just, you know, <laughs> no. well, let's come on. Come on. Don't be bitter. Come on. <laughs> Don't be bitter like that. Before we ride out, it's been a good show. Thanks for joining in the comments, everybody from Philadelphia. Uh, you got the memo <laughs> from 
from Jordan to, to be in the comments. <laughs> yes, all Eagles fans had flocked to, uh, no pun intended, <laughs> to our comment section. Um, going into your draft, are there any sleepers in the running back position that you're just kind of not letting anybody know about? Is there a couple of guys that are just sticking out to you to the most where you'll, hey, you know what? I've got my 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 two starters. I'm gonna start, you know, get my depth. My, my maybe my flex guy. Who's who's popping out to you the most as a sleeper this year, running back wise? Hmm. Huh. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I would say like just based on what I was watching, because I was hyper focused on the Jags. I would say Carlos Hyde is more a part of our offense than I really thought he was going to be. So again, not a guy to start week in and week out, but if you see the Jags going against like a weaker run defense, then I mean, not a bad guy to just throw in. Cause I think I really didn't expect him to be that big of a part of what we were doing. I kind of really didn't expect him to play all that much at all. And then Travis Etienne was kind of a non-factor for the most part. And then we (laughs) saw more Carlos Hyde than I would have preferred. But I think They've been saying he's going to be there, and I didn't want to believe it, and I think he is going to be there. So maybe a late round, very late. Um, This isn't really a sleeper, but it's someone I see a lot of people falling on Antonio Gibson for Washington. And it's not someone that I fault. Like, this is someone I would want on my roster, even if he's a bench guy here and there. But it's someone that I think is going to put up numbers. I know they can share it. I know there's that offense is a little uncertain right now, but I still like the direction they're going in and he's like very, very good. And I am sold on him. So people are buying out on him. I'm not. So he's, I don't know if he's considered a sleeper, but he's someone I'm still invested in. I'm going to throw you girls a curveball right now. All right. Mm. This is a very late, late pickup. If you mm-hmm. want to take him. Okay. He has no more mustache which I'm very happy about Giovanni Bernard. He is that James white running back to Tom Brady. Now that you got to have, you got Fournette, you got Jones kind of battling out for the main running back spot, which I, I said last week show that, you know, those are two guys you may want to avoid because they're going to be eating each other's touches. Mm-hmm. But Giovanni Bernard is that pass catching back that if you have a flex spot open, maybe take a shot because him and Tom Brady are going to have a good rapport together because he's like that James White type of player. So yeah. the, the mustache may be gone, but he's still a guy worth maybe picking up. I could see that. And I think there's yeah. a lot of those trios yeah. like that throughout the league. Yep. You see that in Houston. You see it in Miami with like Miles Gaskin was a big kind of falling mm-hmm. down the draft board guy because Malcolm Brown was playing with the ones. He was playing more with the twos. I just think when you look overall, someone you're going to take late round and could really make an impact, maybe like week by week or here and there situationally, I just think you look to those trios of guys where one is more situational of a player. And so I, I, I agree with that. And I think there's a few of those little gems that you can find throughout the league because we, it just feels like there's a lot of running backs and a lot of crowded running back yeah. rooms. But I don't think that means – it's really going to like deplete someone completely. I think you just have to look at their skill sets and we see that all over the league. So I don't mind that. Okay. Okay. 
We have five spots left in our fantasy and underdogs fantasy football league. So if you would like to join, let us know. DM us. We will send you the link. Draft will be when we get the league filled up. We got five spots left. So let us know. Girls, any last thoughts before we get on out of here? No, I'm just, I'm excited. It's back. I like what I'm seeing so far and I'm ready for week one. Mm. Uh, I said it before the show. I've seen enough of Jaguars football. <laughs> For the year, um, <laughs> you're thrown in the towel. You're done. I'm you great. can't be done. I don't think Urban Meyer is going to be anything. <laughs> really, at all. really, that shocks me. I didn't know you I felt was, that way. <laughs> will he last right. a Will he last a whole season before he's fired? I hope not. I really. Hope <laughs> I think that was the. I mean, we talked about this. I think that was the worst decision possible. But after what I saw, I'm like. There's some people on TV, like broadcasters, being like, maybe he's just saving like the college style shakeup for the regular season. I'm like, I think he's just not a good professional football coach. But like, <laughs> all right. Like, I, I don't know. I just don't, I'm not buying it. I don't see it happening. I don't like his coaching style. I don't think he put anyone in a position to be successful. So I think I'm, I've seen it now. Didn't they say that? They, they said that about every college coach that goes to the pro. I think they said that about Chip Kelly and? like when he came in. Yeah, no, well, exactly. I, mean, I, I hate that man. You're not wrong. It's very true. Okay. All right, ladies, we're gonna head on out. Everybody, thanks for coming in on the comments and chiming in. Make sure to smash that follow button on Twitter at the Fu Dogs Pod and also IG at the Fu Dogs Pod. Make sure to smash that follow button. We will see you guys on Thursday at seven thirty. Hopefully, Chip isn't too tired to be on the show. Uh, we wish him. All the sleepiness in the world. You big, you big teddy bear. Come back to us. So for myself, Kaylee, and Sporty Jordy, we are out. See you guys later. Make sure to listen to us on the Believe Podcast Network and also iTunes. Peace. Bye. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.